1: is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit, and your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean Red. Now, put your hands together
2: for the
1: Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Shiznit Show. We realize you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Charlie Bell. Hello. A good day, Wheezy.
3: Good day, my friend.
1: <coughs> it is. It's a good day. It's nice and cool. Autumn, or I'm sorry, fall has begun to kick in. And I'm a pretty happy camper. (laughs) Except, well, I'm 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 a happy camper, but I'm kind of in mourning. We've had some tragic events over the weekend, man. And uh, there's just, you know,
4: it's a somber moment. It is
1: because Ronda Rousey, (laughs) you're stupid, got her ass
4: kicked. She got knocked the fuck knock
1: out. out. <laughs> I mean, my favorite white girl. <clears throat> oh, no, I didn't tell them that. Ooh. <laughs> my favorite white girl. The Shiznit Show's baby. See. She done. The Shiznit show, darling. See. Look at that. My you. Snow Bunny. My Becky. <laughs> my that's Adidas. All, that's all right. I still love you, Rhonda. <laughs> but, uh,. No, of course, uh, referring to the situations in in, uh, in Paris and whatnot. But we're going to get into that uh, later on in the show. But uh, for right now, we're just going to be you know, let's 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 think happy thoughts. What's what's been going on with you guys? What what about you, Weezy? What's going
3: on? I went to see a play uh, last night. Ah. Uh, was, I have seen a
1: plan forever.
3: Yeah, well, neither did I. <laughs> Wait, what? <coughs> you went but didn't see yeah, it, oh, it, was, it. It
4: was garbage. Yeah, it was
3: it was not very well done. It's it too bad, too, cuz uh you know, it was an interesting subject. Uh, it was uh it was a play about Marcus Garvey and uh he uh you know, I I just you know, the the problem with uh historical plays sometimes is that people get caught up in you know uh <clears throat> bringing up events of things that happened and they forget about the storyline yeah they creating a story and interesting like interesting uh, characters yeah building character development because the thing i i would have compared it to is uh uh the the meeting which was a, a play about um the play about um uh, mark um Martin Malcolm Keering Martin Luther and Malcolm King Malcolm X, X. yeah. yeah. Right. A fictional meeting where basically they discuss their their, their ideology and their their, their differences and their, their similarities. And um it you know, something along those lines where it's fictional, you get to know about what's happening and uh you know, kind of trying to show uh Jagger Hoover going after Marcus Garvey and, and that sort of thing. It just mm-hmm. I, I I think it was too big of an attempt. It was. I guess I would call it a noble failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they. they I, I thought their hearts were in the right place. I think you know, he's a, his is a story that needs to be told. But I just, I think they uh, <laughs> did a poor job of telling the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the other thing uh, that, that bothered me is, yeah, man, eh, ugh, those seats. And those little theaters just aren't made for my body, <laughs> man. I'm like, God damn, I need to lose some weight. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm sitting next to my mom, and we're like all on top of each other. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm five years old again, you know. I'm, <laughs> my elbows are all into her and stuff, which is good because she tends to fall asleep at these things. So <laughs> just jabber. It just boom, hey, wake up, mom.
4: <laughs> Maybe you just need some better oil. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that's true. Maybe take some coconut oil. Uh, uh, yeah, some yeah, body lube Some, some, some shea butter <laughs> Astroglide <laughs> Oh 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 I know At least you can enjoy the play Even if it sucks <laughs> Yeah that's true <laughs> Something to do
3: yeah <laughs> uh.
1: But uh, yeah, you know, the, you the know, men—that's what we do. We get bored. <laughs> what, what, nothing to do. Bored. Okay, jack off. Yeah, time to jack off. Oh God! I mean, jacking
3: off—that's entertaining. Uh, I, don't it is.
4: That's, I don't think there's just men.
3: Uh, 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 <laughs> a, a friend of mine, she was, uh, she was, she was downtown, and uh, she walked by a homeless dude who was under a sheet, going at it. Wow. <laughs> he, he was, he was getting busy. It looked, it looked like a puppet show. The way the sheet was going up and down. <laughs> The worst. Yeah. That's yeah. what
1: you get for invading his privacy. Well, exactly. Walking through his living room well, like that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, you don't think about that when you walk walking through someone's living room. You know, it's like, oh, you don't expect somebody to be jerking off when you're breaking and entering. But, you know, that's right. uh, that's the way it goes. It happens. Yeah, it does. Especially downtown.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's... It, man, we don't even want to... No. Nah. What, are you going to talk about the homelessness <laughs> yeah, situation? Yeah. <laughs> that shit is... It's crazy. I call them the new homeless. <laughs> Cause they, they and a lot of them are aggressive. It's this new breed of homeless. Yeah, you know they're aggressive. Like, <laughs> I told Charlie Bell that I was like, I feel bad for the women who have to. Cause I'm a man and I, I I'm not scared, but I'm like, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm, you can I'm, see what you see why women would be intimidated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like I
4: ain't no punk, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> want to see nobody jacking off on <laughs> Fourth Street. Damn. <laughs> is real serious. Yeah. You know?
3: Say, man, you you got a uh, you got some spare <laughs> Astro vibe? No, sir. I give it right
5: back.
1: Uh, <laughs> you can hang on to that. Consider it a donation. Oh,
4: cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. You better use that chicken grease and double it up.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, one. you got any,
4: you got any spare change?
1: <laughs> so, Charlie Bell, what's been up? Are you still fighting colds and stuff?
4: Man, I'm still fighting a lot. Um, yeah but you know it is what it is i'm just looking forward to my little christmas vacation yeah
1: we got a lot of uh i got hit up a lot you know a lot of people was concerned about you after the uh <coughs> the last show they like, charlie bill okay is she coming back
4: i know right i was like yeah
1: she coming back she's she cool she all good so
4: i just needed a break
5: uh, People love you, Charlie Bell. Aw, oh, and
4: I love the people.
5: Charlie <laughs> Bell is a woman of the people.
4: <laughs> Charlie Bell loves the people. <laughs> well, y'all. I went oh, I did go on some Tinder dates. Oh,
3: you did. Some yeah. Tinder dates. Yeah, a, a little Stupid cold stop you from that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Spreading your cooties around. <laughs> yeah. Spread the germs. <laughs> I don't
4: think I'm actually contagious. I think mm. this is like a <clears throat> an allergy situation. That's the one thing about the fall.
1: Mm. So anyway. so how those Tinder dates go? I, I hear mostly bad stuff about Tinder. Mm, yeah. I mean, they were fine.
4: They were I mean, fine. Yeah, you know.
1: Nothing, nothing special. Nothing, uh, yeah. nothing, uh, nobody needed a ride home. <laughs> no, thank God. No, nothing, uh, one way or the other. Nothing, yeah. nothing too bad or too, you know, yeah noteworthy huh just kind of blase blase
4: yeah just chill
1: well i got some noteworthy that's going on what's going on uh
4: am i gonna be upset about this
1: i don't know we'll find out y'all's niece is cussing and saying all kinds of grown shit what yeah man
4: i don't know where the fuck she get that (laughs) I'm about to be about to be clutching the fuck out of my pearls right now. <laughs> no,
1: nah, it was it's nothing real, real serious. Okay, this is this is what happened. What's well, she saying? Okay, I'm about to tell you the exact. I'll paint a picture for you. So we're in my office slash laundry room. I'm mm-hmm. doing laundry. My wife is at my desk on the computer. Danya's sitting on my desk on the side of her with her leap pad, and something happens with her 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 leap pad and she messes up or something and she gets frustrated and she goes "Damn it." Ooh. <laughs> and uh i was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> did Ooh. You know I did that kind of thing cock my head to the side. Did I hear what I right. thought? I heard? And then I didn't get see any response from all, and then my wife slowly turns the chair around mm-hmm. and gives me that look like, "Did you hear that?" And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at her like, "Yeah, I heard that. You heard that?" She's like, "Yeah, I heard that." And I said, "Nandon, uh, what did you say?" She said, um, "I said, damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
3: <laughs> what the fuck you think I said, nigga?
6: <laughs>
3: Can a bitch
4: express herself? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> you, you deaf, motherfucker? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you are, motherfucker.
1: These, these niggas is hard
3: of hearing up in this bitch. <laughs>
1: And uh oh, man, I man, I one part of me was like shocked and another <laughs> part of me like wanted to be like wanted to crack up. I know. I <laughs> you know? know, I wanted to laugh so hard. Oh, and I God. said, baby, that's that's a bad word. You can't you can't say that. Mm-hmm. She said, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was like, um, so where'd you where'd you learn that word? She said, um, from me i just know it and i was like <laughs> like nah baby you don't just know words it <laughs> don't work like that i was like you heard it from somewhere do you remember where you heard that word <laughs> and she was like no i don't remember i said okay just remember it's a bad word she's like okay that's yeah. funny so. i mean it is one of
4: those words that's out there in mm-hmm. the ether it's in tv you right know? right yeah she could easily like, heard it from television yeah. or
1: whatever but I'm, I'm actually uh, my wife and I. I came up with a theory that I think she has some new friend at at uh, school because she just all of a sudden last week seemed like she aged a year in mm. her language. Just like she's we're watching <clears throat> we're watching Blackish, mm-hmm. and Amber Rose comes on the screen, mm-hmm. and I hear, wow, she's totally hot. <gasps> And hmm. I was like, did I say that out loud?
4: <laughs> wow.
1: I was like, well, how come my thoughts sound like Danya's voice? <laughs> right? Uh, oh my goodness. And I was like, I, 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 again, I looked at the wife and I was like, did you hear her? And she was like, what did she say? And I said, she said, ample.
5: And I was
3: like,
1: yeah, she said totally hot. <laughs> she's totally
3: hot. That high. is so
4: random. Yeah. And I was
1: like, wow, she's like never said anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and she used it correctly and everything. I was like, wow. Mm. And so, um, and we just noticed like the, uh, the, oh my God, like mm-hmm. she's been like really thick with the, oh my God's so, like, in little thing, like, oh my God, like, oh, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh my God, like, really? Like, you know, like, yeah. And so we were in Costco. Oh like, my she said, God. Um, and then I heard Shantae telling her about like, oh, you might not want to say that so much, uh, Nanya. That's like a little bit much. And I asked her, I said, well, what were you telling her about saying? She's like, oh, the oh my God thing. I was like, yeah, I noticed that started this week with all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, I think, I think she has a new friend.
6: She's mm-hmm. like,
1: you think that's it? I was like, yeah, that's usually what that kind of thing means you know a, yeah a big change like that yeah. like real suddenly it's usually mm-hmm. more gradual right like, or whatever but uh it is it uh, you know it, it's not a big deal or anything it just right. it was just kind of funny and kind of interesting yeah like, what? like even little, like I call her like i call her for dinner stuff all the time she usually just says yes daddy whatever <laughs> and then she's like be down in a minute <laughs> I was just like, Aw, hanging out with Cindy Brady, man. <laughs> I was like,
4: okay. Be down in a minute, okay. She's like, I'll get there yeah. when I be there. Yeah, right. And my plate better be ready.
6: <laughs> oh, boy. Aw. Oh.
4: The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I guess. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Where did you get that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> my guess. I put my money on mommy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet. Yep, yep, mm. yep. Oh, boy.
6: Oh, boy. All
1: right. So, um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, hopefully, with our surprise guest. Surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah, focus, focus, skiggity scat. It ain't nothing but me, that nigga E40. Finna sprinkle some of you fools with some of this this G A M E, man, some of this guy. Understand my system. Finna sprinkle you fools with my sprinkling system. Understand this stuff. It don't stop till the motherfucking Glock pop. uh, And fuck a Glock, I'm fucking with the 6R. P226, Diana Ross, cousin Nina, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mina, that's what we do. Understand? I'll be more hipper than the hippopotamus uh, Get off in your head like a neurologist Push them awake to matlas. Gotta find it by the name of populists uh, The 707 Marusco, hella fall back to floor terrace yeah. I pull a 40 out of my bar cap And then I flush it down my esophagus The group that I'm with, the click Sugar D-Shot legit yeah. Family orientated, game related, it's the shit yeah. Killing motherfuckers off, like crucial. Yeah. Sitting them down mutual Running through these lyrics as if I was fiber Like, like, like Metamuse, Time Timer, timer a it <rates> me, my sprinkle me, my ankle plate, sprinkle me, my ankle, plate, sprinkle me, my big time, a time, big time, a Sprinkle time, my big time, a big time, a sprinkle me, my time, a big time, a big Here comes the
7: top notch. Ooh ooh ooh. Here I out
0: sugar, oh, yes, sugar, man. sugar, that's my sister. You know what I Sprinkle me, get sprinkle me, get sprinkle me, get, <laughs> sprinkle me, girl. sprinkle me, me, sprinkle me, get, sprinkle me, get sugar, uh. sugar.
7: That's what they call me. That's yes,
0: my sister I on right Sprinkle me girl Sprinkle me girl Sprinkle me girl Sprinkle me girl Sprinkle me
7: girl Check oh, me. the
0: flotation oh, Niggas PH'ing on the player making niggas uh, Tryna knock the hustle just because we way too major If e, they
7: tryna test your testicles, you know that shit ain't cool sure. You don't make me have to uh. come about the
0: sound booth and act a fucking fool All these So
7: hokey oh, oh, gas ass oh, niggas, oh, they make me so damn sick Boom, 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 boom i on
0: the trick Play a player for false and get rubbed off. You don't want moss. So don't want moss. around and get evaporated. Cause I'm a timer, 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 timer. Forty water, forty water. Sprinkle me, man. sprinkle me, man. sprinkle me, sprinkle me, sprinkle me, sprinkle me. Big timer, timer, big timer. Forty water, Sprinkle me, sprinkle me, sprinkle me, sprinkle me, sprinkle me, sprinkle me. That's what we do. Bitch. Uh, understand this shit. Understand it. What's happening, sugar? You and this bitch with me? I thought you. Yeah, that's heard. what we do for the motherfucking nine five. Hi for the nine five.
7: five. Yeah.
0: Sick with the records. Jive all the time.
7: Understanding the system.
0: Man. Smob City, V Town. Smob City. Smob City, V Town, man. city, your hood.
1: and we're back with, uh, and so let's welcome our guest, Ian Fox.
2: <laughs> Ian you.
1: Fox to the Shiznick Show. Oh, yeah.
4: The The Yeah.
1: Alright, sir, so, um, you have this new web series that you have produced and directed, mm-hmm. and, uh, but before we get into that, why don't you give us a little bit of background about uh, who you are and, you know, for people who don't know and what's what's your uh, how you came up in the business and,
4: and the legendary Mr. Fox. Who is he? Oh, wow!
5: <laughs> well, the first thing that came to my mind as I was sitting here is that this location that we're at. I had a theater over on Slauson 2nd Avenue oh, wow. in the late 70s where I oh. had a theater workshop called Fox Follies Theater Workshop. Oh. Okay. So I've been here since 76. And for some reason, I can't get too far away from this community. I don't know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it pulls you, you know, back in. It pulls me back in. But <laughs> it's, uh, I think um, uh, what I feel about it is a very strong connection. Uh, I'm from Detroit originally. Um, from, the I, d. from the d from the I'm dirty not, d what
1: up though yeah what <laughs> I, up hey, man I'm, I'm not from the d but my people's from the d my my father's from uh from d my mom was from the d
5: okay well my dad might have went to school together. i got
1: some cousins and stuff that that are out there i don't know how old are you
5: i'll be 72 years old next week yeah you he, he
1: might have been a few grades ahead of you but yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, come, <laughs> but, I come out of school in 62 okay
5: yeah okay uh but uh, like I said, I was raised in Detroit. You know, I, um, came out of Northwestern high school, wanted to be a movie star. Oh, okay. In the sixties. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like going, yeah, right. You and (laughs) Sidney Poitier, right? (laughs) You You could have gave him a run for his money. You know, okay. For real though. You know, well, you know, like obviously things were a lot different uh, in terms of the exposure that young people had to the entertainment business. Uh, not to say that we weren't there because, I mean, you know, like I, I listened to B.B. Uh, King. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean I, my daddy, they played the blues, Roy mm-hmm. Milton, all that stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was hip to Sammy Davis. I was hip to uh, mm-hmm. Peg Lake. But, you know, like, so I knew what entertainment was. was real entertainment. It, it was before, long before. It was like bebop. Right. Which was way before hip hop. Right. Right. <laughs> right? And uh, so, you know, so you get those. Um. um those vibes, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. at the time, you know, it was like it wasn't like a a, crawl, a big migration to Hollywood or anything right, of right, that right. nature. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, to make a long story short, so I wound up going to New York for a weekend, and I wound up staying six years. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a hell of a weekend. That's, That's a hell of a weekend. weekend. Hell of a weekend. It was it was, the, it was magnificent. It was fantastic. You know, <laughs> it was like right after the riots in '67. I went there uh, April '68. Uh-huh. And I remember I had studied um, about uh, Carnegie Hall and all that stuff when I was in school. And I'm walking down 57th Street one day and I look up and it's like Carnegie Hall, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like I walk in and, uh, you know, they have through these portals, Ben Gazzara and, mm-hmm. and Paul Newman, all these people studied there, yada, yada, yada. Right, yeah, of course. You know, so uh, I, I, I enrolled and started taking drama classes. So um. to make a long, a long story short or add to that story... Uh, I wanted to be a movie star, but I wound up getting in theater, mm-hmm. which was a whole nother animal.
4: Right. Particularly
5: in the late 60s, because mm-hmm. um, it was just when black theater, per se, black theater was right. taking off. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. It was making was, a name for itself. Yes. I mean, you know, there was a play, well, the first play I can remember seeing is. Uh, no place to be somebody with Ron O'Neill. Mm. And uh, there was a very famous theater company back then called the Negro Ensemble. Yes, company. Negro Ensemble.
0: And you know, like
5: Billy Dee was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <coughs> Esther Rowe, um, Rosalind cash. Wow. Uh, all these, Denise Legends. Nichols, Legends. all these people, you know, really? and, yeah. Cleveland little. It's uh, awesome. Um, so that I came in under that, that, ju- that, mm-hmm. that era. Yeah. Right. And, um, I stayed there for about six years and I moved to I migrated to Seattle. Worked with a theater company there called Black Arts West Theater. But while I was in New York, I started out as a stage actor. And a guy asked me once, he said, can you sing the blues? Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, anybody asks you, you never say no. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can sing the blues, you know. I mean, you know. So uh, I joined this theater. Listen company. up, young youngsters. <laughs> that's yeah. how you get in. Yeah, I mean, Fake yeah. it till you make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, um... So I got involved with this theater company and, um, I wound up loaning them some money. Oh, right. Uh-huh. So, so we had this trip, we were taking this trip to DC Right. and, uh, you know, well, you know, being from Detroit, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, but, uh, uh, you know, back in the day, right. it was like, you know, we were all like pretty much, you know, it wasn't about. There was no Puffies, there was no Jay-Z's, That right. was, was none of that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. I mean, that was even no hip-hop right. then, you know what I'm of saying? Of course. So it wasn't like about bank. Right. So, um, but anyway, we had a few dollars. I loaned I loaned the people in the company some money, right. and we went to D.C. to do this play. Right. So, so now so, all of a sudden you're a producer.
4: <laughs> uh, check it out, right? So
5: so we get there, you know, and like the guy, we, we kind of like four-walled the theater. Mm-hmm. And in order to get my money back, well, I ran the box office and right. all this stuff. And we made a grip in like eleven days. You know, I'm oh, like, wow. "Whoa, this is what's happening." Right. So I started managing and um, and producing the, the, the show. We mm-hmm. did a lot of tours called the Black Experience Family.
6: Okay,
5: and uh, I was hooked up with some brothers from Caramu House in mm-hmm. Cleveland. And some brothers and sisters from uh, Howard University. Wow! So I mean, you culturally diverse? Yeah. So, you know, like I mean, Howard from University nationalism to and, you know pu- to variety to know, and, like, everything. Yeah. So like at uh, you know Debbie Allen, and <coughs> all them people were at at uh, Robert Hooks and all them people was at mm-hmm. Howard. Mm-hmm. But Carimou was Ron O'Neill or Bill Cobb, Ruby mm-hmm. D. All these people Very came out of camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they was they knew some bad brothers and mm-hmm. sisters, you know, mm-hmm. and. I don't know how many of us really understand the relevancy of theater because mm-hmm. theater is live; it's moment mm-hmm. to moment. Yeah, and and you're you're up there it's with the energy, people. the energy, you know. And the show is never the same from mm-hmm. night to night, you right? Know, you know, so you can't anticipate what well, audience laughed this night or they're right. gonna laugh here, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so that was my good upbringing. So what we did was we were doing tours, mm-hmm. um, all up and down the East Coast, college and everything. We jump on the plane, jump on the mm-hmm. bus, man. Mm-hmm. Doing black Black History stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, called the Black Experience Family. Mm-hmm. So, did that. Um, friend of mine got a job in Seattle at Black Arts West, and I wanted to come west for a long time. So this was an opportunity mm-hmm. to leave New York. I mean, like you know, New right. York was like, ooh, baby, yeah. You know, I mean, like,
4: but sometimes you just need some sunshine in your life. <laughs> well, New York was the sunshine.
5: Seattle was not sunshine. No, right, right, not, no, not, not Seattle not at all. No. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, like when I got to Seattle, I felt like I had driven to the end of the world. Right. You know, because yeah. it was misty and all that kind right. of stuff like that. But I'll tell you the the silver lining in that story is when you leave New York, mm-hmm. you get a chance to find out who you are. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because see, when you come out your house in New York, like. You in the flow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. There is no like, what am I going to do now? You walk right. on, you get on the sidewalk, they push you where you go. Right. So Seattle was quite the opposite. Mm. So uh, we did some stuff up in Seattle. Uh, we did uh, some Black Arts West theater. We did uh, Ceremonies in Dark Old Man, Style mm-hmm. of Blind Pit, River Niger. All the things that had came out of NEC, mm-hmm. we did out on the West Coast. So right around this time, this is something like about 74, mm-hmm. 75. And the country was celebrating the Bicentennial. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, didn't we do nothing? Right. You know, because, I mean, right. they had Betsy Ross and right. all these people like this, right? <laughs> so I came to Los Angeles in 1974, and I stopped by City Cultural Center, which mm-hmm. was happening there. And I went and bought a book called The Negro in American History and Baby. Mm. I mean, like, the world opened, opened up. up. All mm-hmm. the things... I mean, I found out about Jack, Jack man's thing, the shoes, ice mm-hmm. cream, the real McCoy, uh, mm-hmm. John Tupont's I found in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, the brother ba- uh, ben- Benjamin ben- ben- Banneker from D.C. Mm-hmm. D- 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 mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's Just yeah, goo gobs of yeah. history, right? You the reality. Know? Reality. And so for me, it was like, now I see why I have this attitude. Right. Because I am not. On loan here, I've contributed mm-hmm. to the cultivation of not only the United States but to the world, world culture. You did know what I'm saying, I absolutely. Mean, like, you know, because I mean, it took you all the way back to Timbuktu. Yeah, no, we're world citizens. When well, we were for doing, sure. we were doing eye operations, mm-hmm. brain in surgery. Africa absolutely. back in the day, way back in the day, before it was day, right. probably. <laughs> you know, so um, did that, and finally came to Los Angeles um, about three years later, and um, I worked with some people. Um, in Seattle. But anyway, to make a long story short, I came here I keep saying that. But <laughs> came here and I hooked up. It's a with, very uh, elucidating yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so came here, uh, pushing it forward, got involved with inner city culture center, in the culture inner city culture center mm-hmm. and met a brother who did a film called Penitentiary.
4: hmm I, yeah, yeah Penitentiary. Finale,
5: yeah. Right? And uh, so I did something in, in, in Penitentiary. Got a little small part in Penitentiary. Made a film with Sydney Poitier. I didn't make it. I mean, I was an like, extra in it. But I mean, like, you know. Like, yeah, you were in You it. know. And, like, <laughs> and then one of the other people in the movie was Stymie Beard yeah. from The Little Rascals. Oh. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here with Stymie Beard and Sidney Poitier. So, like, you right. know, dreams and all this kind yeah. of stuff coming into play. So um, then I uh, did all of that, did, did some movies and TV and all that kind of stuff and studied and trained over here in, in, uh, at uh, Fox Fly Steel Workshop. Mm-hmm. So, but to push it up a little bit further quicker, I, I, was doing, I was in inner city, and they used to have a thing called Ira Aldrich uh, Competition. Mm-hmm. And I did a play and Tommy Ford. Mm-hmm. Was a student at USC. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we came in second place. He and I and uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence, who was in, um, uh, what's the thing about the guy up in Frisco that Will Smith did? Um, Approval Station? No, no, no. This was like, oh, no, no. This was like, uh, mm-hmm. Will Smith did this. him and his son. He played this Oh, of, The oh, all, Pursuit of uh, Happiness? The Pursuit of, of Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, when well, Mark Christopher Lawrence was in that. Mm-hmm. So, so I hooked up with these brothers, like, 20 years before, you know, in 19. So pushing it forward. um, So my whole thing was I always wanted to to make film. Right. You know, Um, so I was looking for a piece that I could uh, develop into a film script. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, let me back up a little bit. I got involved with another guy called uh, Her- named Herbert Simmons, mm-hmm. and we did a film up in my theater called uh, Corner Boy. Mm-hmm. And we took it from concept to con- to distribution, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So we did, I did that in like sixty seventy eight. 78. So, I mean, like, we did it as a music, as a video. Yeah. Me. So, like, we had it in about 300 stores. I mean, wow. we packaged it in whole nine. So uh, that was my first experience. But coming up to uh, the club, so anyway, uh, I had this script and I knew I wanted to do a short film, you know, to mm-hmm. try to get uh enough money to do a feature, et cetera. That was the that was the the roadmap at that particular time. Mm-hmm. You know. Um so I had this role for uh for a preacher and <laughs> I kinda like thought about doing it myself, but for some reason God <laughs> just said, get out of the way and find mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just happened to call t- Called Tommy, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Cool." It's pretty you know? funny. It's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. You
1: now, know when so you say Tommy, you're Tommy Ford. Tommy Ford of uh,
5: the Martin. Martin. The Martin Show. Yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, we go so far back. Like I told you, when he was a student, but his first role in the film was um, Eddie Murphy, and, and, and what was that? Harlem Nights. Oh, and he played a character called Tommy uh, Tommy Tommy Smalls. Oh, <laughs> who it was a club in New York. Smalls' parents right, right, right. was named after Tommy Small. Well, Tommy Small was a very popular DJ in okay. New York, right? And he had a bar now. Mm-hmm. 50th Street. I used to hang in the bar. All the time. <laughs> so what? You in a bar? I yeah, can't please. see it. <laughs> That's <all you> do. <laughs> I know, you know. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> so <laughs> So anyway, so uh so I, I kinda like uh, uh helped him with that role. So you know, like mm-hmm. so we just it's like it's amazing. Right. What I really like about this business is when you enter into it with a group of people, I mean you're you're down for life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, it's, c- it's camaraderie. like, it's like it's a band to, of brothers, band of brothers, it's like going to the service or going to college. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you think the people that you was in junior high school, you know, they're like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. it's the people, the teenagers and young adult. With. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I
4: think that definitely, um, I mean, we'll let you talk a little bit more about the, yeah, the, ahead, the little ahead. web show, but I think just even what we saw of it, you definitely see that um, you bring that theater, I think, aesthetic, and that theater vibe to to this modern um, platform, so I appreciate mm. that. I, I like I like that you still are bringing that that showmanship and that uh, that little theater vibe to the to mm. the to the YouTube platform. So, well, uh, exactly, and I love
5: that exactly. We'll see. Like I I think personally that that's where we we're evolving into a new technology, right? So every few years, this business evolves someplace mm-hmm. else. So so what I'm saying is for the money that you spend doing the play now, Mm -hmm. and and we're in Hollywood, right? you know, and and, and things are like moving so fast. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff going on. So unless you got major names Mm -hmm. in your play, it's hard to to get it done. Right. But the thing about the web series is it's technology. Like, Mm -hmm. we're doing this here right now. So it's like, Look, before, DIY okay exactly so like 20 years ago like mm-hmm. we couldn't do this unless it was NBC or something right? Right. Did, you know what I'm saying so, right. yeah, so we learn how to evolve and how to be creative right. which I think is very good for all of us mm-hmm. when we stop going with the status quo and like you know yeah. I can't do it because of right. and right. cetera, right? Right. so and so and so and so etc right so it sounds and, like you've
4: been pioneering that for a long time That's almost, almost 50 years since yeah.
5: 1968
4: and that's the beautiful thing you know yeah
5: you know but uh, and, and I'm like I'm on the shoulders of others. Yeah, you know, like I say, I mean, like, I mean, I I was just a raw, a raw kid, pretty much 24 years old when I went to New York, and I never went to college before. I, mean, I, I was serious got married at 19. Mm-hmm. I got a son. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my, my oldest kid is past 50. You know, mm-hmm. and I, it's like I mean, I get off on that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Um, um, so I've been involved in it, and and I've seen a lot of changes, but I like. What's happening, particularly when you have a rebel spirit mm-hmm. or a spirit that um, um, you kind of like. I don't like to be told or put in a box. Right. I'm sure most of us don't. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, with a voice. With a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, they tell me I got attitude. <laughs> you know? and voice, and attitude. Yeah, it's a fine yeah, line. <laughs> you know, and what's so amazing about it, you know, particularly like you know, when you get this age, you know, it's like. It's like, well, I'm glad I had
4: it, right, so speak- so let's speak on that, speak of the rebel attitude because you in this series you've taken on the church I mean that's pretty what made you uh, want to take that uh
5: well, I take that slingshot <laughs> I tell you what what happened was like, like, okay or we, let's start we, let's
1: start from the we, beginning with 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 club. with the club let's let's okay. let's tell people. What it is, where they can find it, what it's about, where you know okay. where it's coming out, and all that.
5: Right now, we're going to premiere on YouTube on uh, November 17th, okay? But it's mm-hmm. been around. Now, let me tell mm-hmm. you. Let and me- what's it called? I'm sorry? What's the name of it? The Club. It's called The Club. The Club. Okay, but now when I first got the script, it was called Club Hope. Ah. Uh, and oh, it yeah. was about this guy, who a preacher, who went and joined this club. hmm He thought it was a 12-step program to help him with his sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the guys used the club to in order to find girls. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. So so at the time I had just gotten married, uh second time I got married, <clears throat> and I always thought about, and it was was no women in the script. And I always thought <laughs> about why, you know, as a guy, we're always chasing tail, but what happens if your woman mm-hmm. does some of the things that you do? Mm-hmm. Can you handle it? Put the shoe on the other foot, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we know right now. It's like, look, cheating and all that. Look, it ain't not a male-dominated situation, right? What? I mean, like, <laughs> life, you know. What? But I mean, it's like, you know. <laughs> no, actually, you're right. We know. But life is just life. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's what it is. So anyway, people so this people. preacher, so this, uh, so the character uh, Tommy does an excellent job as a preacher. So we, I decided to add some some characters to it. And a you know, few of them had a wife. And um, the dilemma is um, he goes in uh, with this certain attitude and he winds up flipping the guys in the club mm. to be more uh, family orientated. It's like this mm-hmm. thing. He says, well, I thought this was the kind of club that would do more for the community. Dah, 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 dah. Uh-huh. They say, no, nah, man, you're in the wrong place, right? <laughs> you know. So um, So that's kind of like where it goes. Now, I don't really... I don't know if I'm taking on the church per se, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, I spent the last pretty much 20 years in the church. And one of the things that really prohibited me from going to church is I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Right. That's the part. You know, yeah. but when you realize when you go to church, you realize it's full of hypocrites. Right. That's, you know? that's
4: what I meant. I think yeah. you're, you're very. Um, the but show every, definitely confronts the hypocrisy.
5: Well, it seems everybody is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the, we're all trying to be more godlike. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you got more lifelike situations. Right. <laughs> you dig <laughs> what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so what happened was, to bring you up to, uh, more about the about the project, we did it as a short film. Mm-hmm. Um, and for it was languishing for a while trying to do a script. But then the web thing came along. And a good friend of mine named Michael Ajakwe, who does the L.A. Web Fest, uh, mm-hmm. Who's a writer? Mm-hmm. Michael said, "Man, he said, why don't you make a web series out of it?" Mm-hmm. So what we did was we went in some years later, and I made six episodes out of this 24-minute short film, mm. which gave it another life. life. Okay, yeah. so now what's happening is we're in an element now where web series are kind of like they don't do a lot of pilots now. A lot of times you find talent a lot of different places, yeah. right? You know, or, or works. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I like to think, I think everything start with the writing. Absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. and and if you can even find some young writers or a a group of uh, individuals that want to write and be creative, Mm -hmm. then you can capture it, put like, put lightning in a bottle and do a lot of different things. You know, so Mm -hmm. that's why I like the producing entity. Mm Mm-hmm because you can be involved in four or five different things right? whereas and have influence over the writing yeah, the production little,
4: yeah. quality everything
5: well I, I guess I guess I think that the production end kind of like took over from the wanting to be this actor mm-hmm. plus the fact I'm only like about 5'8 to mm-hmm. be a leading man you gotta be about <laughs> 6 feet and dark skin I mean think it, about it look
4: at Tom Cruise yeah. well, yeah, I
5: gotta tell you the difference between Tom Cruise see, you know how Tom Cruise got to be Tom Cruise in that movie when he slid across the floor right that was his moment yeah and he walked with it he sure did so but see the, th- the thing is you need a platform to get off right. on you did what I'm saying it's Absolutely. always that part mm-hmm. you know so, but I mean, if you look at it, most of I mean, like okay, Gable and Cagney, all those guys were a little, you know, mm-hmm. shorter dudes, and we didn't. I didn't know that. You we didn't know that at right. the time. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But particularly now, you can get away with it in a movie, right? But on stage, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be a certain height because if you're the leading man, right. you, you, have you to project. almost kind of be. Taller than everybody, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're a good character actor, then you can be short, right? So, but I didn't understand those dynamics at the time. You right. know, I felt like, you know, I was like, you're like I'm good looking. Why was, that? You know, well, you know, I don't know how good looking. <laughs> I mean, I thought I, you know, I, I didn't know that there were those kind of things that, that you're in some kind of little box, right? You know, in terms of uh, being a leading man, right? But right. Um, playing against. Type. So, so what what happened? We um, took the film, made the web series out of it, and uh, we won a couple awards back in April. And uh, then we uh, entered it in Miami, and we won a couple awards. Tommy won for best actor, and we mm-hmm. won for best reality-based uh, face series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what we're where we're at with it now is all of these things that all these situations that I've been involved with all these years, I get a chance to kind of like revisit them and, and think about how to do some other things mm-hmm. because it's a smaller format mm-hmm. and. While you're trying to get something larger done, you can gain some viewership, absolutely, and also you can sharpen your axe and, yep. and, and stay involved yep. in what it is you're doing and you preserve know. that storytelling. Preserve it, you know. Mm-hmm. Preserve it, you know. So I think it offers a lot of opportunity for a lot of us mm-hmm. in this business now are uh, going that way, um, because it's um, you like now you can you know you can make movies. You're, I mean, back in the day, you know, you, you, we thought about big cameras. Right. I started shooting film in 1970 with a Super 8. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and Damn. I was a filmmaker before I knew I was a film before I even right. went to school. You know, because um, I went to West LA. I mean, um, LACC and studied film because mm-hmm. I wanted to do a film. I know I'm jumping around. I wanted to do a film, but they made you. I wanted to write something. Right. But they made you take all these classes, the history and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a lot of appreciation for, mm-hmm. for the, the craft, art form, the art mm-hmm. form, right? right? So where we're at right now with the web series, I'm looking for young indivi- I'm looking for individuals, possibly young individuals with a lot of energy, that uh, want to take some chances and write some new things. Uh, we're taking the club, I have some different stories that we want to take, and bring into uh, the element where Pastor Holmes. Uh, like, I got a, ooh, I got a re- real funny one, so, but I don't want to give it up. <laughs> don't give it away. Yeah, don't yeah. give it away. So, 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 so we'll be sort of like, um, whatever. Ooh, bless you. Thank you. What, whatever elements come involved in like, okay, when you go to church, you know you go to church. There's a lot of different ministries. There's a, a relationship ministry. Mm-hmm. There's a child abuse ministry. Mm-hmm. There's alcohol. All, all, all mm-hmm. these ministries. So, these situations we want to. Explore them, have fun with them. Mm-hmm. You know, make it light. We ain't trying to drop no bomb. I ain't trying to uh, teach. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to beat you over the head with anything. It's just a. Uh, it's like where um, I mean, look at where we're at with television. I mean, it's like you know, like <laughs> you know, they ain't, they ain't even letting God in there nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You right. Know, you know. So, uh, but I mean, yeah. but at the same time, I find yeah. some beautiful people. In the church, because mm-hmm. usually when people go to church and live that kind of life, they don't have the problems that a lot of us have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, you know, it's like you have some fear of the Lord and, you know, you're trying to raise your family, you mm-hmm. go to work every day. I mean, like, you know, because you got to pay tithes and look, mm-hmm. look at it. so like, mm-hmm. you know, so right. you, you conform to the You're at least putting an effort in. <laughs> putting an effort in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So.
4: But it's a very, I think, I think it's a very rich, fertile ground for these, like you said, these kind of modern stories. Yeah, to tell because it is all different kinds of people in, in the, the church. And, yeah, in, yeah. The
5: world, in the world, you mm-hmm. know. So, so I mean, you know, look. So on going- the seventeenth, mm-hmm. when this
4: comes out,
1: and people want to go and check it out and watch it, where should they go? YouTube. YouTube. Right. Uh, and it's they
5: like, just put in the club. Uh, they and put in iFox Media. Put in the club. Okay. And iFox Media is, is a web channel. Okay. Um, and um, Fox, with X. Fox with two Xs. Fox with two Xs. Amen. Amen. So we do it like that, and uh, and we're we're gonna probably go on something called Buzzfeed. So, but I'm examining mm-hmm. other platforms mm-hmm. uh, because the whole thing, well, most of it, is about getting viewership, yep. right? Absolutely. Okay. And once you get viewership, because see, it's like this: the public decides what they want to watch, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was one thing I was talking about. we were talking about that that boxer. It's like. They stick a foot, took take a person's face, and stick all of everything. Mm-hmm. and tell you, "This is what's happening." Right. You know, and you don't have the choices. Right. Or a lot of things don't get through. Right. Uh, right. Only what they what they want to get right. through uh, when people want to see them. Right. Yeah. So. But now with social media, you can go around the gatekeepers.
1: And uh, you know what? I have a little clip too. Let me, let me play the clip okay. so that people can uh, check out the little promo here.
8: And ABC News, Anna Corbett oh. and Jack Condor were just. <clears throat> Ask your
0: brothers and sisters, <laughs> are you leaning on the strip joke? Are you leaning on phone sex? What are you leaning on? Prostitution is a billion dollar industry. you hound. You brothers are looking at the biggest hound. All. Have you ever fantasized about
9: mailing two women at the same time?
0: You got a <laughs> videotape on that? Who well, would you rather be stranded on a deserted island with Halle Berry, Beyonce knows, or Oprah Winfrey.
9: I, I thought
0: that your boy was to
1: deter to, to, prosecution.
9: I lied!
1: Look, Ralph,
0: you are no better than any of us. Ralph, who's on the phone?
9: <laughs> what are you going to do with that razor?
0: My wife is home. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail.
2: Once, Once a hound, always a hound. Boom, and boom!
5: Hallelujah! <laughs> you know, I want to give big props to Tommy because Tommy Ford, because mm-hmm. he brought such a level of professionalism to our production. You know, and everybody stepped up. And I mean, I look at it. I mean, we had a, a beautiful cast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they accompanied each other wonderfully. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, I'm still this, just just even to make a web series out of this, when you can chop it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see another whole thing, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so we're going to have some fun. Yeah. We can do some stuff and put some people to work. Well, that voice
4: definitely, his voice is unmistakable in any context. (laughs) So that already (laughs) gives you some (laughs) (laughs) branding advantage with that voice. (laughs) Also,
1: we have a co-host who was uh, unable to stay for this segment, but uh, his name name is Damon Stanifer. He worked with Tommy actually on Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. Way back in the day,
5: that name uh, sounds familiar. Oh, he's,
1: he's done a lot of stuff. He's not a uh, you know he's not a household name, but he's he's done a lot of pretty much all the black shows and stuff that around back in the day. Mm-hmm. He you know Wayne's Brothers, Jamie Foxx, he's done everybody. Right, yeah.
3: right, uh, right, 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 right. Okay. Very challenging.
1: And uh, yeah, he's he was on that episode um, where uh, Martin fought. Tommy Hearns. Okay. In the <laughs> beginning, in the beginning, the, the guy he was fighting in the opening, uh, that was that was Damon. Yeah, Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: That's funny. Yeah.
5: So, uh, um, but I, I really appreciate you guys having us on, having a chance to talk about this I whole situation you coming through. You know, yeah. but I really want to press upon your listenership to uh, tune in, watch the show, mm-hmm. and anytime you get a chance to um, support something of this nature, your show, my show. Uh, there's an opportunities out here for a lot of us yep. who who really enjoy this business mm-hmm. i mean like you know you have look i'm sitting here man it's like this is grassroots i mean it's like <laughs> i grew up like this right you right. understand <laughs> what i'm saying and you know you know i don't know what everybody know where we at or whatever uh-huh. but you uh-huh. know but, I mean, you know, it used to be a red light up here. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so this is very interesting to see. It's, it's like what we would, I would just, you know, we'd call you bootleg radio back in the day. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But we, bootleg, we take that proudly. I take know, that. But you know yeah. what? Yeah, but mm-hmm. see, like, all of our, definitely. You know, see, I'm from Detroit. Okay, right. so from. Right. okay, so I know what Motown came from. Right.
1: This. Hitsville, USA, in a house. In a house. A little house on the I street. Used
5: to deliver, I used to deliver papers to the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and I didn't get a chance to do that Then, but now I work with Barry a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Different things he's in. So it's like you know, I grew up like that was my hero. That was our hero then, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, because he was the
4: the proto Jay Z.
5: Yeah, you know. And then, but see, and then, and two, see, like one of the things that Motown used to do, they cultivated their artists, right? right? You know what I'm saying? They didn't just throw them out there. Right. You know, like a lot of times now we see people do plays and stuff, and they do it one or two times, and they think. They got it, right? Right. But things have to evolve. evolve. Mm -hmm. It's like what you're doing here. You know, you get you you get the different nuances and everything. You Mm -hmm. really find out. So by the time you get prepared for something else to happen, like you you got some some schooling, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So so that's what that's what the whole web thing allows us to do is get some schooling Mm -hmm. and to learn the business. See, we have to learn. It's not about the show. Mm-hmm. It's about the business. Right. right. You understand know what I'm saying? And right. it takes uh, anything you're going to be good at, you got to work at. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to make a few uh, blunders. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, but you just got to do it. I mean, what you, everything is the same way, yep. you know, the same way. So so that's where we're at. And uh, I look forward to having a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, we look forward to having
4: you back. And we. I'm very grateful for I, – I didn't know we uh, – we we got the whole history lesson. When you start talking it's about it, you know, like
5: you know, the mind just goes yeah. and you just get off into it. You yeah,
1: know? anytime you I know you have a lot of other projects, so when you wanna when <clears> you wanna need to come back and promote some of that stuff, we'll have you back.
5: Oh, I'd love to come back. I love mm-hmm. to I mean, you know, like I got this thing called corner boys. Like one out of three, getting one out of three off the corner legitimately. Mm. And in my most famous, I'm gonna just mention this. This one here, I got, mm-hmm. I got a play I wrote in the '70s called "Red, White, and Blues." Mm-hmm. They took the oh. red and white and gave me the blues. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I see it as an opportunity to to to, to expose youngsters to our rich cultural yes. heritage, absolutely, and the contributions that we've made to the country. So mm-hmm. when all these people like Donald Trump and all the people talk about, we don't deserve to be mm-hmm. here, like fool, right? It wouldn't this. be no this yep. if it wasn't for us. That's right. right you right. understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about Amen. the backbone. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So you just can't be kicking people off in the curb because you know because right. the people, some people, you know, they just stole some money a long time ago. Now they're supposed to be. They know everything. Right. You, right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but thank you guys for having me. Thank you, you for know, coming and I'll, through. I'll take you up on the offer to come back sometime. And I want to be in touch mm-hmm. with you. Let we let know what we're doing. I have some sent some stuff down to let you know we're going. Give you some more information um, about the show. Um, whatever we have, um, uh, Bill Brown's in it. Uh, Stacy Francis, who was uh, on, what's it the, the Voice? Long, not The Voice. What was the first one? The Simon Cowell, a long time ago. Oh, uh, American,
1: American Idol. Idol.
5: No, before American Idol, it was one. Star Search. Anyway, she. <laughs> it. I, I, I'm bad at that. I, I, it's in the press release. But, uh, Stacey <laughs> press release yeah, <laughs> but Stacey Francis uh, Stacey Francis does a good job in it um, and um, but um, we're yeah. blessed we are alright
1: we are blessed alright well thanks again sir thank appreciate you, you appreciate coming you. by I
4: like that. <laughs> right, well, you got it going on here bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is back in the day when you do the radio
5: show they have sound effects yeah. and everything you know, the horses and everything where you wanna be don't catch
7: like damn that's hot and when they play it in the car they gonna drop they tops like damn that's hot they gonna mix it with biggie it was all a dream like damn
2: that's hot me and kisha don't stop till the don't talk like damn that's hot Not understand why i take my time touch Dress him,
7: kick them all straight to the curb, like Beckham. Huh? Broke up with my ex, he with her for now. But little do she know, she's just a rebound. on my phone, she's so out of pocket. I've
2: been there before, girl, you need to stop it. When he's with you, he's wishing it was me. You might be where he's at, but I'm where he wanna be, baby. Girl, the way he should, then let it go.
7: Like, damn, that's hot when they play it in the car They gon' jump, they tops Like, damn,
0: that's high. They
1: gon' mix it with Biggie It was all a dream Like, damn, that's hot That's why I can't make sure Don't stop to the tick, Don't talk like, damn, um, that's hot Okay, high. so let's go ahead and get into our topics News and Noteworthy <laughs> The Shiznit Wow, so... Unless you've been living under a very quiet rock, we've all heard about the attacks going on in in Paris, France, that uh, started, well, that 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 uh, occurred on this past Friday. Uh, French President Francois Hollande said at least 127 were killed on Friday in a series of six coordinated attacks. In Paris, that he described as an act of war, blaming ISIS, who, by the way, have you know claimed uh, responsibility. responsibility for uh, for the violence that included shootings, explosions, and the hostage situation at a concert hall. This sounds like a fucking episode of Twenty Four or like uh, episode of uh, um, Die Hard Part Five or some shit. It's right. just crazy. It's yeah. like it was apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, like like a series, like some sort of action flick. It doesn't even yeah. seem like Real life is crazy. Um, President uh, Hollande also uh, declared three days of national mourning in France. And um, they said eight attackers are dead and seven died uh, while detonating a suicide bomb vest. Um, French police said that they believe all of the attackers involved were dead, but authorities are still searching for accomplices. Uh, 300 people were hospitalized, according to Paris medical authorities, including 80 people in life-threatening conditions, 177 in somewhat critical condition. 43 witnesses were also admitted. (coughs) Medical authorities said, uh, adding to that, 53 people have since been discharged. So (coughs) that is just crazy. Um, so for you for you guys who don't know, it was a coordinated terrorist attack. They attacked six different locations at the same time with bombs and automatic weapons, and, <clears throat> including a concert hall and some restaurants and bars that are popular in the area. And stadium, a stadium where, where the, president the president was. was. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and uh, they just started randomly killing people and uh... I uh, actually have some audio from uh, some survivors. Take a listen.
8: And ABC News, Anna Corbett and Jack Conda were just eight rows from the stage inside that concert hall when the gunfire began and they managed to escape. We thank you both
4: for being with us this morning and I, ask, I gotta ask, when did you first realize that something was very badly wrong during this show?
8: Uh, so it was coming towards the end of the concert and uh, we had this crackling noise, like firecrackers, and then we realised—well, I realised—that something wasn't right and it wasn't part of the concert. When the lead singer's face just dropped and he looked petrified, and he ran off stage himself.
9: Yeah, I think um, people just sort of started dropping to the floor, row by row, and as as they did, we sort of just did the same and followed suit. And that's when I realised, personally.
8: Jack, we understand that you actually moved to protect Hannah. What exactly did you do?
9: Um, I I don't know. It's a bit bit of a foggy memory, but I think I just sort of pushed her to the floor and lay on top of her, essentially.
8: You did that yeah, to protect doing, her? Everyone was hugging each other. Everyone was just doing
9: that. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And Hannah, what did you both do to get out of there?
8: So when the lights went on and there was no movement and everyone was just holding each other... That was a point where we thought that was it. But then there was crawling towards the left of the stage where the fire exit was. Um, I picked up on this and we started to crawl ourselves. Some people were like petrified with fear, so they weren't even moving. So you had to climb over these people, which was a bit horrible. And you had to climb over these people on the stairs where they piled up. So we were crawling and then we managed to scramble our way over these people on the stairs and to get outside to the fire exit to the alley.
4: But did either of you hear anything that the gunmen were saying or screaming as they entered the
9: building? I, as I say, it's not something I remember clearly, but I don't seem to remember them saying anything, just just, just the sound of gunfire.
8: It was quite silent. That was quite yeah. scary.
9: After the initial gasps, I, I don't really think there was any sound other than gunfire.
8: There wasn't screaming or anything, it was just silence, just yeah, the hollow sound of gunfire. So we understand that you were some of the first people out of that concert hall, but how are you guys doing after this terrifying ordeal? I can only imagine the emotions.
9: Yeah, I think both still sort of taking it in. Um, just feeling very, very lucky and obviously devastated for that, that so many other people weren't as lucky as we were.
8: Yeah, it's really heartbreaking, really. It's really heartbreaking.
9: Jack and Hannah, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much, and we are glad that you're both okay. Thanks for having us. Thank
8: you.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm sure like the French are uh they're a lot less uh, used to that type of thing than we are, so I can imagine the people being so petrified that they didn't even want to get up and run out like they were saying. They were saying right. they had to step over people cuz they were too they were too afraid to 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 run. Right. You know, they just froze. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a natural human reaction.
3: Yeah. to stuff like that. You just, it's like the deer in the headlights.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, just yeah. Everybody processes it differently. Some people, you know, will run first. Other people just freeze. It just yeah. yeah. It just all depends. Yeah. That's why these people, you know, like Ben Carson talking about, you should rush the gunman. Okay, you can say that, and and, there, <laughs> and it's not necessarily a, a bad idea when right. somebody's they're trying to kill you anyway, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's just it's easier said than done. Of yeah. course, it's just wait. You, know, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like when that, especially when you're not a, you know it's different if, you're, you're, a that each yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a soldier. Yeah, yeah. If you're so if you're a you know military personnel or something right. or special forces, mm-hmm. right? Then yeah, you've been trained for that kind of thing. You're used to that kind of thing. But a regular person, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, I was so, listening.
3: I was listening to a a, a military guy talk about the. Uh, <clears throat> the first time that people are dropped off into combat, that's usually a reaction. That the first time they hear the bullets or the bombs or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's they hesitate. Yeah, uh, it's 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 just a natural human reaction. Yeah, that, right. That you uh, you know, you, um, and sometimes he, sometimes people are looking to see what other people are doing mm. before, yeah, they're they're just to see if the situation is real.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when the um, <clears throat> Columbine the shooting. The Batman shooting when he, the guy mm-hmm. came in mm-hmm. and killed... James and, Holmes. Yeah, James Holmes. Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember like the, the eyewitness reports talking about, we didn't know if it was part of the show. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know it was part of the movie. You know, you're just like, your mind can't really process it that yeah, quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, in Paris, this is like a major terrorist attack. But in El- in America, it's just, you know, Friday night at the movies.
1: Par for the course.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Friday night at the movies. <laughs>
3: Friday night lights. And, uh, <laughs> you know, back, sure. back in my day they just shot at the movie screen.
4: <laughs> no, it's terrible, but um and yeah. you know it's just it's already uh, the military escalations already started and yeah. that's the inevitable the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's never final. It seems like it's never final.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, and so, of course, you know, um, America, we're offering, you know, all this, our support and help, you know, in any way that we can. There's also Americans that were um, killed in, mm-hmm. in the attack over A there. A local
4: girl. So. Um, Did you hear about that? Yeah, I didn't know she was Cal State. Yeah, Long Cal Beach. State Long Beach. um oh. exchange student. Wow. So sad. Uh, well, Young girl. Hmm. Condolences for her family and friends.
1: Definitely. Well, in other news, um, here stateside, we have our own national disaster going on. The day of mourning, if you would. Um, our own rowdy Ronda Rousey. Uh, <laughs> no versus, chill. Versus uh, <laughs> no Holly, chill. the preacher's daughter Holmes. Uh, yeah, she got. You
7: got knocked up, the-
1: here did you guys did. see that fight? Didn't see it. it just, I just—I uh, saw the knockout. Wow! Just, just our our internet it. is down. I was going to show you guys the the at least the knockout part. Yeah, I it's, saw it. it. It was gnarly, man. Well, I, I watched the whole fight, and which wasn't you know it's just a, a round in, in like yeah. a minute of the second round. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and but it was not in that. It was not <laughs> luck. It was not she. She went in. She she whooped her ass yeah, she dominated yeah. you know it was only like i said a, a little bit into the second round so it wasn't long but still it was you know the it was the longest uh longest fight uh yeah say for one that uh ronda rousey ever had and you know what? this right. re- is very reminiscent uh ronda rousey and her whole career whatever reminds me of mike tyson this, okay. this <laughs> is this is like ronda rousey versus uh holly holmes is like uh Mike Tyson versus Evander uh, Holyfield. Holyfield. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she uh, she went up against somebody who finally wasn't afraid of her. Right. Um, and I who had a plan. She had a plan. She had a plan, and she was badass, and she was not afraid of her. And uh, Ronda. I don't want to say she was afraid but she definitely uh respected her because she usually her she starts her fights off going in like right, right. away like Tyson used right. to going mm-hmm. straight for the knockout the takedown mm-hmm. she tries to win it and well it's clear I mean right. all her fights are over in like 30 seconds right. that's not by accident that's right. by design that's right. what she's trying to do <coughs> she didn't even attempt to do that so that let me know she respected her yeah. you know and knew that that would be a mistake well, if she, she did that I but, mean
4: I don't even know if she didn't attempt the the, the freaking chicks uh Defense was off the charts. Yeah, she, she, was, she was impenetrable. Yeah, she, was, she yeah
1: she had a little bit of uh, Mayweather in her, you know. Except she had a lot more offense, you know, than Mayweather because uh, she, she had she, that knee. She was running, <laughs> but she was st- sticking and just yeah. oh my gosh, she fucked Ronda
3: kicking. I, I was going to go with the Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson metaphor. That's uh, that's what I was going to go with. Yeah, Is I that, like
1: I like Holyfield better. Uh-huh.
3: Come on, well. Douglas was the one to knocked
1: Tyson out first.
3: Yeah, yeah. he did it first, but
1: yeah, but, right. yeah. but I, I I feel like that this fight was more like the the Holyfield. I think yeah. I think the Buster Douglas thing was kind of a fluke. Yeah, more like a fluke than yeah.
4: But know. he it, but it was probably but in some way it might be more apt because he was probably more so in his prime where by the time he fought Evander he was a little. Well, I, th-
3: I think I think when when uh, Holyfield. I mean, uh, when uh, Douglas fought Tyson, Tyson was considered invincible.
4: Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, same um, with Ronda. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the that's the part that's <clears throat> yeah. more of the metaphor.
3: And,
1: and then I think
4: Ronda was
3: charged
1: with rape. Was it? Was that, uh,
3: <laughs> no. Uh, no, that, no, no, that was Tyson. That's right. That's <laughs> but
1: I mean, in any case, I mean, it's it's MMA. I mean, mm-hmm. you you don't go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Nobody's undefeated in MMA. Yeah. You know, um, uh, even though she did say that she wanted to retire. Undefeated, mm-hmm. you know, but she can uh, kiss that dream yeah.
3: goodbye. Yeah, I think uh, I think the other girl was ten and zero. Uh,
1: she was ten and a zero. Former yeah. former and, boxer. And, uh, she was, uh, and Rhonda was twelve and zero.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does now is she gonna taunt Floyd Mayweather, Mer- the the woman Mayweather? Yeah. No, would...
4: Floyd, his freaking low. Non, <laughs> His... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he already's taunting uh, Rhonda. So bad. Oh, he is. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. No uh, chill. He yeah. had a thing. Um... Well, you can't blame him.
1: No, you can't. But you can't still, it's of course, still, I would do. I would. I would tacky. be too.
4: He had a sign that said "KO." He's like, I can read this, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> was like, oh, that's oh, hilarious. hilarious. That but he he also that's... kind of. Bagged on himself with that one, but yeah, I mean, he's that, like, that I might be
4: scared. illiterate, but <laughs> right? so I
1: know you got your ass on out. I,
5: I can read two things. K- I can read all o-
1: the money on my check, right? And I can read you K- got knocked o- the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is ooh. no chill. That's all right though, Rhonda. We still love you. I still love you. You still my girl. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't abandon shit when people, you know, I'm still a Laker fan. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that, uh, talk about getting knocked the fuck out. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not a bandwagoner, No,
4: man. This Laker season. Ooh.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we knew it was gonna be. A, I didn't know it was gonna run. be this bad, though.
4: Yeah. I think people like. I kind of thought it was gonna be this bad, but I don't know. It's so weird. Like i I have this handful of friends who are Laker fans, and every year they're like, "Oh no! They they like." I think they're irrationally optimistic. And I'm probably like, and I'm like, yeah. you do know that that doesn't really make any sense. They're like, but no, we got D'Angelo and I'm <laughs> like, that doesn't make a team. That's not
1: Yeah. But see that's the that's the part to me this is the reason why the season is so much worse than I thought is because not because we're losing more than I thought. Um as if that's possible. Right. We've only won one game. Right. <laughs> but uh is that the our star rookies aren't yeah. playing as well as I, I hoped I thought I thought yeah. that they would be playing better yeah. like I still expected the, the losses yeah. but I expected D'Angelo and, and Randall right. to be playing better than right. they are and they're, just, they're not
4: we just don't have the right coaching, we don't have our system yeah, do, I mean yeah. there's so many pieces this is what I'm saying like the pieces are not going to add up to it's, we, our pieces are less than the sum of their. Parts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I told you. That's them.
3: that's all right. It's Dress Dan <laughs> <hand> talking <man. laughs> uh, to me. I got a little pill for you cold.
6: Something that'll help you relax. Right.
3: You somebody say right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Good luck good luck getting through all these layers. <laughs> she got defensive clothing (laughs) on
1: (laughs) I got a cold I'm be wearing of all (laughs) Cosmes that chick that they be talking about who was uh, dressed provocative and was asking for they wouldn't talk about Charlie Bell right now
0: (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) that would be
1: the antithesis (laughs) but But, yeah uh, I
3: I think uh, part of it part of the problem is uh, Scott I don't know he he uh I mean, he's not playing. Um, he's not playing the the, the young guys. Um, you know, he's taking it, it, despite the last couple of games. It's been different, but he's been taking D'Angelo Russell out in the last quarter. And uh, I don't know. He's in love with Lou Williams uh, for some reason, mm-hmm. um, and the guy's shooting like thirty percent. And he's just he's keeping him in there uh, the entire game, the entire fourth quarters. And I, I I just don't and I don't understand. I don't think this i don't think this is the right personnel for the princeton offense but that uh you know that uh, uh Scott's running, but it seems like that that he's married to that that system mhm and uh for some reason they don't know how to play defense you know Scott's supposed to be a defensive coach, but
1: this team is just not adapting to that yeah he was uh he's pretty unhappy about that he was talking about sitting people down on the on the bench mm-hmm. and them not playing uh Getting as much playing time if they keep missing defensive assignments and stuff.
4: (laughs) That's that's the punishment you're gonna.
1: Yeah, they're gonna play less. (laughs) I mean, I'm
4: sorry, uh, that wasn't funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's but every player wants to play. Yeah, I know, but it's just
4: like, oh, I'm gonna threaten you with.
3: That's the, like, that's, the you, that's the best you You guys can are all sucking. You guys are all sucking. So
4: yeah. what do you gonna, <laughs> you might as well just forfeit the game.
3: Yeah, well Nick Young is your best defensive player. He you you got got problems. Got pra- yeah. I saw Nick Young take a charge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I really did. I believe you
1: <laughs> He was possessed by defense at the time. <laughs> old memories.
4: Yeah, it's or legacies. We, either that or a flashback. Yeah.
3: I wonder, I wonder when Matt Burns attacked D-Fish, D-Fish just fall down and he just flopped to the ground. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow.
1: Damn. I Matt
3: Barnes and just flopped to the ground. <laughs> I really wish
1: I could have seen that. See, D-Fish is not a flopper though. He takes charges.
3: Yeah, yeah he's a flopper. A that's true. He's I, not Vlade d No, no, no. That's
4: <laughs> not, not fair. No.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. If he touched D-Fish's chest, he would fly. He yeah. Would, he would fly back. That's
4: yeah. funny. I I bet my old date thinks uh, Matt Barnes is a nigga now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys hear that uh, Steph Curry uh, has already tied his dad's uh, record? What was his dad's record? His, his dad's record for, uh, um, I think, is it for three-pointers or for points or? I forget what, I forgot which one it was, mm-hmm. but one of his... The, basically, whatever it was, it took his, his father 16 years to achieve it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, Steph Curry's... Whatever it was, whether it was points or whether it was three-pointers, I, I don't remember which mm-hmm. one it was, but mm-hmm. Steph Curry's already tied it. Well, actually, he's probably passed it now because that was like a week ago. Yeah. So he's had games
4: since then. So. About a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... um yeah. So, have you been following the whole thing about it's this? It's this. You know, Steph Curry is the ascendant uh, best player of all time, not of all time, but of the moment. And like, mm-hmm. and LeBron's on his way out. And
3: yeah, yeah, people, yeah, people were saying uh, comparing Curry to uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, I've heard that. And that, yeah, that I know he's, I know he's telling I don't him, see that at all. Uh yeah well just because he's the best player out there he's the best shooter uh at just about every just about every great shooter who's ever lived and then still alive is talking about Steph Curry being the best shooter they've ever seen yeah, yeah. um and um yeah and people are talking about you know Steph Curry be, being the greatest of all time now mm-hmm. it was, uh, but I don't know LeBron's LeBron's a physical freak I mean what Curry's doing is amazing yeah. you know given his his physical limitations but. Yeah. But uh, you know LeBron James is just uh, a. <laughs> LeBron James looks like he could be a tight end. You know he's running the, <laughs> running the point guard. It's right. just it's just amazing to watch that guy play.
4: I just think it's it's I think it's exciting. We're kind of at this seminal moment in mm-hmm. like basketball history when we're seeing this great you know these two great players yeah. you know.
3: Well, that's the thing because we had we had LeBron and Kobe on, on at the same time, right? And uh, I I think it's you know there's always a concern when you see the older guy starting to wear it down. It's like who's going to take his place, right? But it looks like it looks like Steph Curry is he's
4: uh, legit. stepping up. Yeah, he's a legit yeah. contender.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, meanwhile, uh, Kevin Durant is somewhere talking about. Don't <laughs> forget about don't forget about Durant. Durant. <laughs> don't forget about D. Nowadays everybody got something, something to, to say. say.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
1: about, move your lips. Exactly. Don't forget about D. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Westbrook is good too, man. Yes. Yeah. yes. Talk about yeah, phys- I- talking about physical freaks. Yeah. Yeah. But uh
6: some but good yeah, basketballs
4: so. is not in L. A. <laughs>
1: no, not at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not at the moment. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm
3: glad I just like the sport. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, sports, um, Debbie Thomas has been in the news. <sighs> oh yeah, figure <sighs> so skater. Sad. Um, so I, you sad. know what? This story is kind of depressing. Well, <laughs> it's well not depressing. That's not what I was going to say. I mean, it kind of is, but it's a little bit all over the place, and I don't, really don't know how to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of was on point to come in and, and like, rip up... Uh, Iyanla. Ianla, yeah, and, and Oprah, which still, I think they still deserve. Oh, yeah, I, I I still, they're exploiters. I, they're exploited, right. They're definitely exploiting mm-hmm. her and dozens of other uh, people that they have on, on, on yeah. the show. they're not fixing anybody's life. No, no, they're fixing fucking ratings and going mm-hmm. to the bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, which, you know, and we, we talked about this with other... Uh, uh, other reality shows mm-hmm. how they exploit people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the difference between a Yanla and, uh, like Pimp My Ride, right? <laughs> is like Pimp Pimp My Ride was like basically saying that we're gonna hook your car up, right. let us exploit you, whatever. is right. saying I'm gonna help you, right? I'm gonna fix your, your life. life, and then. It's
4: called fix your life. Right. But instead <laughs> you
1: get exploited. Right. Which I think that's pretty fucked up. It's and I very think fucked it's up. P- fucked up that Oprah's down with it.
4: Yeah, because exactly. It's not therapeutic. But I've been knowing I've been peeping this, I feel the same way about Doctor Phil. Doctor yeah. Phil is an exploiter. He's a dick. He doesn't right. really have
1: And Oprah's down with him too. She put him right. on that's up on, on up on game. So you know. what's that Do- tell you and about your Dr. girl? Oz, who, uh, Why how's she
4: doing not... my girl? Oprah ain't your girl? I mean <laughs> I have Oprah issues, man. Okay. I mean, I I'm surprised we haven't talked about this. I have like a th- I have like a deep theory you about Oprah. You scared to say something bad about Oprah? Don't oh, nobody yeah. say nothing bad about Oprah. I mean, I love me some Oprah. Look, I respect. I respect. Oh,
3: I, I love Oprah when when he when he have it in the gumbo. Mm. He's like You're put stupid. the put the Oprah Oprah in there. gumbo. Oh yeah, that yeah. Oprah gumbo is yeah. good, yeah. man. <laughs> I love to eat that Oprah gumbo. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's what Stamman said too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: baby, you gon' to uh, <laughs> home? Come home and give me some gumbo tonight. <laughs> <laughs> give me some of that Oprah gumbo.
4: No, I mean I do respect, um, you know, Oprah's hustle. You have mm-hmm. to, but she she has a con- I have have a complex and conflicted uh, view of of some of what she does. Okay. I mean, so this stuff, this exploitation stuff, mm-hmm. the 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 way she ride or dies for um, Tyler Perry. You know, I have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, my friend, he kind of articulated it, but I think it's true. Like, Oprah kind of has, like, a mammy type of a persona, right? Where mm-hmm. she's kind of like this – she emotionally caters to, like, middle-class white women, right? In okay. a way that's right, a little bit of a throwback. But
3: I think, but I think that's her personality. I well, mean, that's I what think, I'm saying. But that's I, why but, she couldn't do news because she'd be crying at, at, at the, with, right. with the stories and but
4: stuff. It's, but it tends to, I think – be a very comforting thing to like a certain kind of middle class white woman, but while at the same time, um, not necessarily ag- acknowledging mm-hmm. like the complexities of the stuff she tries to talk about.
3: To, to me, I, I just see her as a sanitized version of Jerry Springer. Uh, <laughs> I mean, basically, it, it's the same thing, except yeah. you know, it's it's clean. It's 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 yeah. not uh, you know you don't have people coming out drunk and beating the shit out of each other, right? Um, <clears throat> And, uh, she, you know, she – she uh, I, I I have the utmost respect for her um, as a – As, as a, a business person. As a business person and, you know, as – <laughs> you know, the, the fact that she's, you know, in control of her brand. Yeah. And, the, you know, the fact that – you
4: know, yeah. And, I just she, don't agree it, with everything the brand stands for.
3: <laughs> well, that, that would be with anybody. You yeah. Know, even, you know, people – I mean, I don't watch the show. But uh, – <laughs> <know. laughs> <laughs> But you know I I, I, ain't watching shit. <laughs> I respect the hell out of her i can, I can tell you so why
1: why we're, we're while we're on I mean we mentioned it in passing, but mm-hmm. I, I've never really fully understood what is your beef exactly with Tyler Perry
4: who me, yeah, you, oh, aside from the fact that it's just poor, it's all bad yeah, I mean,
1: other than, it seems like it's more than that because it's like well, I think like, you, yeah okay, it like so a it's a lot company. of things,
4: so I think. Artistically, it's just bad. I think he he he's very he plays into a lot of stereotypes. I think especially like the like the the hero is always the light skinned good looking dude, and then the, the villain is always like the dark skinned thuggish one. And then how he why does he have to put AIDS? Everything's AIDS. I think he got, <laughs> no, he's got no seriously. I AIDS. I think he always is like. I think he has like a, um um AIDS. Some like homophobic type themes that come out, you know. Uh, well, you know, and uh, I think it's like his church. I don't know. I just think but, there's like, uh, like some preachy church stuff that I don't.
1: Quinn Tarantino has his nigger problem. And uh,
4: Tyler Perry
3: has his AIDS, AIDS problem. problem. Yeah. Yeah. So.
4: AIDS, AIDS, AIDS.
3: <laughs>
4: Everybody's got AIDS. <laughs>
3: That's from Team America World Police. Okay.
1: Yeah. No. I don't,
3: but it could also <laughs> be
4: the, like, Tyler Perry. I mean. Yeah. Theme song. Yeah. I mean, all, it's like, ugh. I mean I, Tyler Perry, I mean to me, like the um you know, R. Kelly, the Trapped in the Closet saga. Mm-hmm. I mean to me that's just it's just Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. And then also that thing, I, I think um I just have a a problem with the way he like the Medea character. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a whack portrayal of like the worst stereotypes of black women and he's like kinda using this black matriarch as this mm-hmm. jokey figure which
8: is i mean yeah, like, i get it i don't, I I don't it. like it
4: yeah the I whole flip it. wilson the dress oh. the dress is so tired i'm so tired of seeing the the black guy comey i just it's just tired well, that, it's just well, tired well that's
3: just a that's just a comic trope man. that's what the i'm saying man, man but, in the dress yeah. it's, i mean it's but not it's not done a, yeah
4: it's not funny oh. anymore to me.
3: <laughs> yeah i i uh you know I, uh, my thing about tyler Perry. I, I said this years ago uh and i guess this is what i like um is, is the fact that, you know, television, film, they, they've always had crappy stuff. It, mm-hmm. It's always been like. Lowbrow. Real, yeah, r- real lowbrow, broad humor. And But I, I like the fact, you know, at least from an economic standpoint, that, you know, here's a black man who's, who's you know, I, I don't particularly care for the, I don't particularly care for his style. Mm-hmm. But he's putting black people to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's He's putting a product out there. That you know, uh, apparently that has an audience. You know, yeah. people people are consuming it, and um, <clears throat> to me, it's uh, you know I, I don't see Medea as any, any more any worse than you know uh, you know Milton El yeah, Flip Wilson, Uncle Milty yeah. um
1: Shanae-nay, Wanda, Sh-
3: Shanae Wanda, yeah, yeah, it's, they're all it's all the yeah, same. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's just really broad comedy with all, heavy, my heavy, <laughs> all my <laughs> keep my name out your mouth okay right. All right. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's true I mean, real, real broad comedy with heavy yeah. doses of melodrama yeah. um, and I think that's why he goes for the AIDS thing because like what is the worst thing that could
4: happen to someone they got AIDS yeah and so which is actually not even true anymore mm. given the medical advances but yeah. well, he's still it, in he's still uh, in his it could
3: be AIDS could be cancer could be you know <laughs>
4: No, but cancer doesn't have the...
3: Cancer's not contagious. Cancer doesn't
4: have the moralistic, you know, churchifying Mm -hmm. theme that he gets to throw in, you know, judging people. I don't know. He's just whack to me. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I hear what you're saying about jobs and Mm -hmm. whatever, but why does it have to, like, we could... I feel like we we can have standards, too. Like, why can't... Why does it have to be so lowbrow? Like, why...
3: I, I don't. I, I. I. think someone else has to come along. I mean, that's this is Tyler Perry's thing. Right. He's just. That's. I mean, he's he's not that talented. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, people like him. I mean, there are there there. You know, dozens of white people that put out the same crap all the time. For sure. That people love, right. and I, I don't like it. But you know, they 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 have an audience. They have an audience. Uh, yeah. And and, and the th- my thing is like you know somebody else has to come along right. uh, to create something
4: that uh that's commercially vi- commercially viable. Well, I feel and- like the sooner that we uh, that, I feel like the sooner that we and Oprah stop supporting him, the sooner that's going to come along.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what happens when you don't have competition. Yeah. You know, I mean before him there was Spike Lee. And Spike Lee was overrated. <coughs> you know, I mean he he's better than Tyler Perry, but he was he was he was very overrated, but he didn't have really any competition. I don't know if so. he was
4: overrated. I think he was very ambitious as a filmmaker, and sometimes his reach exceeded his grasp. But he's an extremely talented filmmaker. He's an actual artist, not just a com- you know he's not just putting out a commercial product of the way that well, Tyler Perry I, I is. I said, I said he he
1: was he's better than Tyler Perry, but yeah. you know, but yeah, he he he's not a great writer, not not by any means. His you know all all his movies, you know that he that he's written. Have horrible, <laughs> horrible holes in them, and and things like that. Like flat uh, characters. Yeah, flat characters, and, and the, you know, and uh, the, and, uh, and a
3: lot of uh, you know borderline stereotypes. A lot of them, a lot of the characters he creates. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. yeah. So, um, and again, there was no competition. You know, I mean, yeah.
3: Well, you know, you know that, that's that's the thing. I, I just think that people need to. I don't know about competition or whatever, but I just think that, uh, you know, especially in this day and age where you can, any, anybody with a camcorder, what is it? Camcorder now, <laughs> an iPhone, an iPhone, yeah. yeah an iPhone in a, uh, in a, in a laptop can, you know, put together a movie. Um, I, I think, you know, now's the time that, you know, people, uh, you know, cause you know, Spike Lee is no longer a young hip, uh, <laughs> director. And, uh, I, I I just think people need to, you know, in in order for greatness to come out, people just have to you know sit down with a pen and a paper and and
1: start producing stuff, mm-hmm. right, right. But uh, back to Debbie Thomas. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> DT. <laughs> the um what I was talking about as far as the story is like I'm just I'm kind of confused now because mm-hmm. you know um the the press Huff Poe mm-hmm. and just everybody else you know there's in uh, Ayanla, they're all saying that oh she has uh mental illness bipolar mm-hmm. and different things like that and uh, uh, Dino real yeah. quick
3: uh can we tell the audience who Debbie Thomas is for those who don't know oh go ahead okay uh Debbie Thomas uh was the uh 1988 bronze medalist uh in figure skating uh she was the first uh, uh, African American first black person period to uh to win a, a medal uh, in the winter Olympics and, uh, the first
4: in the winter Olympics. Yes. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Wow. And, uh, she actually, she actually was, uh, at the time there was an East German named Katarina Witt Mm -hmm. and they were, they were, they were supposedly, they were going back and forth at the time. People thought it was going to be either Debbie Thomas or Katarina Witt with the Mm -hmm. gold Mm -hmm. and the other would get the silver. Mm -hmm. But I think at the, at the Olympics, Debbie Thomas fell down and she ended up with the bronze rather than the silver and some Canadian finished second. Yeah. Um, but uh at the time she was uh she was really Big. she was really out there and yeah. and then on on top of that part of her story was that after ice skating she was going to go back to school yeah she was a get, brilliant person yeah and she, she was yeah and she did
4: she became a doctor yeah
3: and she got her she got her undergraduate degree in engineering at stanford i believe right and then she went on to get her uh, md md and then and uh fast forward 30 uh, uh 20 26 years later, whatever the math is, um, she's living in a, trailer. Uh, a trailer in Appalachia, um, with her redneck husband. Who Alcoholic. Her. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Right. And see, that's part of the, the, that's part of the narrative that is up for debate. Cause mm-hmm. she's gone on YouTube mm-hmm. and, and said, and has said that all of that is, is, is false. Mm-hmm. Which part is false? All of it. The, the, she said, there's no mental illness. She said, "There's no drug abuse. Um, that's her fiance, by the way, um, and that uh, there's no domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of it I believe. I mm-hmm. do believe she said that. You know, it was um, basically it was uh, a story that was retold through air editing and whatever else, and mm-hmm. you know, and all that, and it's, it's a bunch of lies. That's mm-hmm. what is what she's saying, mm-hmm. and so." I don't know. I'm like, it's not adding up. If mm-hmm. if you don't have a mental illness, then you are a surgeon, a, a specialist. Why, you know, I don't understand. Why aren't you working? But you right. need money. You 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 got a gun, a GoFundMe campaign, and in the video she's talking about how she can make more money speaking than she can doing on speaking engagements uh, versus uh, doing. Four or five surgeries in one week, uh, mm-hmm. four four or six hour four to six hour surgeries, mm-hmm. which okay, I, I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Like, but she, you know, she also said that she can't get that kind of money speaking now because
4: because right, your life not, sucks because
1: she's not in
4: the <laughs> right, in the spotlight. Yeah,
3: nineteen
1: eighty eight, I can believe that she could have gotten more. Uh, but even still, and then she <laughs> talks about the the you know how you know the state of healthcare and this and that and this and that and mm-hmm. why that's a shame. Okay, I buy all that, Mm -hmm. but show me a surgeon anywhere in this country that can't earn a decent, a more than comfortable living. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, more more than comfortable living anywhere in this country. Right? A surgeon, show me one. Right? So I don't know how much of it I believe that she's saying that that uh it's not true because
4: she's clearly had some kind of damage. She's
1: definitely yeah. I mean, plus she lost she. she has a thirteen-year-old son. Well, actually, he's he's uh, eighteen now, mm-hmm. but she he hasn't lived with her since she was thirteen. You know, I, you know, I don't want to say that the lady is mentally ill if she's saying that she's not, right? But that's the only thing that makes sense to me,
4: right?
3: I agree. Well, well she yeah. she did admit on on television that she at least had been diagnosed with a mood disorder, which sounds like a, a light a light version of of uh, mental, of, yeah, bipolar uh, mm-hmm. disease. And she also she also admitted that her fiance hit her, punched her in the face. Um, And um, she also said that, (laughs) well, she also said that none of her family was willing to come on the air, which uh, could, could mean anything. And she's lost her license in, lost her license in California and in Illinois. And she is, she will eventually lose it in Virginia. Mm. Um, I just find it hard to believe, like, like you said, that anyone with, her skill level. I mean, she, even if she didn't want to practice, um, even if she didn't want to practice medicine anymore, mm-hmm. she has an under, undergraduate degree in engineering from Stanford. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she, uh, she can get a job. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, she can do something. Hell, she could teach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why are you like asking for money on GoFundMe and trying to start a YouTube reality show? Yeah. You know, yeah. something is not right. And she something. did. And she did actually go to uh whatever the uh,
3: the place that uh, how do you pronounce the, the woman's name? Ayanla Ayanla uh center <laughs> and her husband went to the to the rehab place yeah. and both of them left early. Her fiance right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fiance, I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, they dropped out. Yeah.
3: Right. So I uh, I mean, why would you go if something wasn't wrong with you?
4: Yeah. Why would well. you contact Ayanla?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, there's something amiss, but I don't know what the real story is. But it is sad. It's very and, sad. And it is it, a couple things are clear. It's clear that she's in a, in a in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's clear that that's sad, and it's also clear that she's being exploited, and that is sad as well. Yeah.
3: yeah. So. Well, that's just the world we live in right now, as far as you know. I I, I would imagine that she probably was willing to be exploited for Money. what she thought would be a big payday.
1: Right.
4: Yeah, but again, it's like. Lots of people are willing to be exploited for a payday, mm-hmm. but when somebody, when there is actually potentially mental illness, mm-hmm. you know, then that, it gets, it gets more kind of, ethically yeah. dicey because you don't really know what kind of danger you're putting the person in. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you don't know if they really are in the, um, if they have the capacity to make yeah. that kind of decision. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not, what the fuck, She's not NeNe Leaks. You know the, what I'm saying?
1: What the fuck gives a... Uh, Ayanla, the qualifications to to right. fix people with mental illness. The, That's this what this chick saying. is a uh, was a lawyer, right? She's a lawyer and a fucking Yoruba priestess, right? Which is where she got her name. Right. What, what is a Yoruba priestess? Yoruba. A Yoruba. Yor- I'm sorry. Yor- I mean, Yoruba yeah. Priestess. I it's, no, it's you're right. Like
4: a, um, it's a. It's
1: related to it's Santeria. A, oh. It's, I mean, a, it's, it's a, not. It's not that, but it's related to that.
4: Right. It's an African um, traditional religion. Mm-hmm religious mm-hmm. practice yeah. and it has some things in common mm-hmm. with you know your um, Santeria yeah. voodoo whatever have you but it's a traditional
3: yeah. African practice yeah. you know this, this kind of reminds me of when uh, Whitney Houston and uh, went on um, I think it was Diane Sawyer it was not Diane Sawyer um, but it, it was uh, when she went on um, well, uh, Barbara Walters was it Barbara Walters
4: when uh, she yeah when she was, was cracked the, out yeah, she, yeah, yeah.
3: She said <laughs> cra- I ain't doing no crack crack, crack is black. <laughs> yeah and uh that's for poor people <laughs> I do cocaine <laughs> I do the powder shit <laughs> but uh it it kind of reminds me of that except you know debbie thomas what obviously she was you know coherent enough uh uh on in the interview
6: yeah
3: um but um it, that's kind of what you know i I guess that's pretty much what we've been doing you know for for years now i mean uh, somebody famous who's a little nutty wants to uh wants to go on television. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pe- people were saying, hey.
4: But what? I think the difference is there wasn't a pretense that there was a therapeutic, uh, right. oh, yeah. you know. it's a good point. It's a good point. Process exactly. involved. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. when, when you saw Whitney on Barbara Walters, that was pure just sensationalism and mm-hmm. gawking. It was just mm-hmm. voyeurism. And that's all it was expected mm-hmm. to be. But this, you're like, oh, maybe this lady will get help. Or mm-hmm. maybe she'll turn over a new leaf. Or maybe mm-hmm. Oprah's going to really you know, we're really gonna do something yeah yeah
3: And you know, i guess they did what they did at uh what they always do on dr phil well we 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 got a therap- we got a real nice place where you can do therapy right uh we yell at you for an hour and then
1: we'll send you off to therapy yeah mm-hmm. she definitely did that yeah she definitely yelled at the lady mm-hmm. what's she yeah.
4: say? i didn't see that she
1: was only like you know you can t- you know she was like well, how do you feel about this whatever and then she would say and then she was like Well, you can say what you want to say, but I tell you what I know. I know you ain't had your kids and he was 13. I know that he didn't hit you in your face just the other day. And I know this and I know that. So you can sit there and say whatever you want to, but unless you tell yourself the truth, you know. Well, bitch, if you know every goddamn thing, why are you asking her?
4: (laughs) I'm sorry. That's not funny. (laughs) I just well, I don't like her. I just well, that's, I don't, well, that's, I don't that's like her. Yeah, you know, that's
3: the thing with therapy is is that the therapist will just let you talk, right? And, and you
1: eventually you come out. She calls herself you, giving out tough love. Yeah. Like bitch, you don't love her. You don't even know her. Right? You don't even give out tough like. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that. <laughs> All right, guys, I gotta go. All right, Weeze. He's got a heart out. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear her uh, (laughs) say I'll see you guys later. Bye, See you later. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get into some uh, "Ask the Average Guy."
4: All right.
6: Mm-mm.
1: all right so charlie bell you want to um go ahead and read oh yeah first, this first one, first
4: one is a crisis <laughs> so Ms. arizona asks she says my boyfriend is quote quick on the trigger unquote when it comes to intimacy is there medication for that or some Break sort of
7: yourself,
4: <laughs> or some sort of remedy or approach to take to extend our special time. Um yes,
1: there is all of the above. I, <laughs> this is this is what I would recommend. So
4: wait, let's What? Let's be frank. Have you ever experienced this?
1: Let's let's you want me to let's just be, honest. Let's let's just be, be real. real. <laughs> um yes, I mean not as a uh not, yeah, not yeah, but I think any man would be lying if he said like that's just the way the, the male anatomy is. It's kind of impossible to never experience this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. And there's there's things you can do, whatever. But yeah, I, I, every every guy has. It's never been a problem for me. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, I've yeah I've I've shot off too soon, mm-hmm. of course.
4: But no, this this seems like this. She's saying he consistently right.
1: Like I'm saying, yes. it's a problem right. for him. Like like I said, I've never experienced that. Right. But yeah, I have had Incidence. incidents. Right. Of that. Yeah. So um, all right. So this is what you. <sighs> this is how you can, I don't know how you want to convey, you want to just like let the show play and let him hear it. <laughs> or you, <laughs> you want to like email him these suggestions or some articles. You could, you know, whatever. But okay, this is, this is what he needs to do. And actually, you guys can make it into a couple's thing. You guys can do this together because the first thing I'm going to say, the first suggestion was for, for uh, both males and females for different reasons. Kegel's. Kegels are real. True. Kegels.
4: That is true. Are
1: not a myth. Right. They are real and they are your fucking friend. Do your Kegels. Do your Kegels. Now, for you guys who don't know what Kegels are Kegels. <laughs> Kegels are. <laughs> and that's why you're losing right now. <laughs> right. Kegels are when you go. Um, this is the way you work your Kegels. Your Kegel actually is a muscle, okay? and the way that you work you exercise these kegels is when you have to go and urinate right you once you start your stream you stop it and then you hold it for as long as you can right and then you continue and then you stop it and then that's it's just that simple right and, the you, long- and
4: you don't have to actually literally be peeing you can do that same motion when you're not peeing
1: yeah, it's a lot easier when you're peeing though, because I, I, yeah. I tried to do it like. just heard in it's, air like, and it's like, and I end up clenching my ass.
4: Well, that's okay too. That's a good you want, Nah,
1: you want, my, my want... ass don't need to be tight. ain't <laughs> <laughs> no, no, ain't nothing going inside <laughs> my ass. That's just. Well, the tighter it ex- is, ex- wasted exercise. The
4: tighter it is, the more you
1: <laughs> wasted exercise.
4: No, but um, but I've read that if you actually, when you are peeing, that you have the there you. The risk of UTIs, so that's another thing to look into.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't know. I've never... Yeah, I, but, I, the, I, but
4: the motion of what you're describing is the Kegel motion.
1: Right, and I that's the way... What I'm telling you to do is what I do and have done for a long time, mm-hmm. and it works. Right. It works, you know. Uh, it Because like, even if you don't have a problem, it gives you more control or whatever. Right. So it's, it's uh, really a really good exercise. Yeah. And, I, and also never, just
4: as men, Oh, well, people, as we get older, it helps you have more control over, over your continence. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I would, I would imagine that it, it would, but, um,
4: how, how would it not? But, but okay, so but back to the question, I think that there's a couple of different issues here because we don't really know. Like, obviously, there's things – what you're talking about is from the physical perspective, how to give yourself more muscle control. But, I mean, we don't know if it's really a physical problem. It could also be a psychological thing, right? So I think that – a big part of this particular issue is being able to have communication about it, right? Like, figure out what's really going on. And so, if she, th- this issue could pose a lot of potential for embarrassment if she doesn't, you know, handle it very sensitively. And she has to, I think, approach it with, like, look, I want to make love to you. I want to have, you know, good, enjoyable sexual times. And,. I'm, you know, let's work it out together, baby. And I'm, you know, it has to be a very supportive um, and open thing. And so I think that you can't just be like, oh, get your dick together, you know.
1: Well, no, that's never, <laughs> uh, that's never a good approach for something like this. That's why I was saying you might want to, basically also I was saying, right. how do you want to approach it is, you know, you want to be delicate with yeah. it, you know. It's, but I, I think
4: you have to but, be delicate, yeah. but I do think you have to be also open. I don't think just sending an email is going to work. <laughs> well, I, well uh, okay, I don't. I mean, know. maybe it could uh, st- maybe it could start the conversation.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't see anything wrong. But okay, whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I I I've never really I don't know. I guess it could be a mental thing. I've never really thought of it or heard it approached from that angle before. Mm-hmm, for but, sure. But uh anyway, um yeah, so that's that's the one thing um or the two things and then also you you asked about some sort of medication or something like that and there is uh something called uh Prometion, which has had really really good reviews um you can uh, find it online just google it and it is a spray that uh the uh, man sprays on the tip of his penis and it uh basically allows him to um perform longer but it doesn't de- desensitize it mm-hmm. to the point that there's no feeling but mm-hmm. that's basically what it is there it, it is some it is a uh like a numbing yeah like a, a mild numbing agent yeah so you want to be careful how you apply that and when you apply it in different things because you don't want to get that on her So that that would not be good. Well, you just you put it on and you let it dry. Oh, and then, yeah, then 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 you use the condom and then you have sex or you just have the sex, whatever, Mm -hmm. but you let it
4: dry first. The sex, you have the sex. The sex, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would suggest that this person also go to the doctor and have, you know, just make sure that everything's cool physically and, you know. So
1: there you go. Those are uh, our suggestions on. What you can do to address it address the issue there you go yes. and uh all right, what's our other uh question our uh, other, other
4: question what do, you, what do you is this a humble brag question? Tell me what you think okay, okay. Millie asks, <laughs> i've been blessed to have a career that pays me six figures <laughs> As a woman, that has posed an obstacle when dating because men feel intimidated by my financial status. Here we go with this again. Right. Go on. Because of that, I try to only date men who make just as much as me. So my questions are, one, are men afraid of a woman who's financially well off? If so, why? And two, is it wrong to require a man to make just as much as me so that we are equally yoked? (laughs)
1: That's funny. My, I have a family member. Uh, she's she's young, and she just recently uh, purchased her first property, and she just posted almost word for word what this woman just said. Mm-hmm. And this like, was your advice to her: have a fucking seat. <laughs> 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 like, like you know, congratulations, but that you know, yeah, you you are not balling out of control. You know what I am saying? <laughs> You know, you're in Texas, so <laughs> that house you got is really a car. Ooh. You know, so slow your fucking roll you're and, like, and get you're it. You're like and,
4: a Texas house is and, like and, a L.A. Prius. And, come, <laughs>
1: and come, come down. No, it's like a condo. It's not even a house. It's like a condo. You know, and it's like not knocking her her thing because, right. you know, at that age, I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't right, right. there, so props to her. Yeah. But at the same time, get your Get your fucking head out the clouds.
4: Come down a little bit. But no, but okay. But back to the question. How do, I think the question is how. Well, first of
1: all, first of all, let me, let me get this. Let me clear this shit up. Okay. Okay. This, this, I feel like is one of those very common uh, myths, you know, and it's, it's just been spread. People take shit and run with it. Mm -hmm. Now, just because a dude ain't fucking with you because you have more than he does Mm -hmm. does not mean automatically point blank that he's intimidated by you and he don't like strong women who got mm-hmm. their shit together. Right. That's bullshit. Right. Okay? That's not what's going on. Right. I will grant it. Grant it, guys, who have less than a woman yeah. generally do not step to women who have more than they do. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it's not because they're intimidated, it's because of the way we've been socialized. Right. Men and women right. have been socialized to for the man to be Above and and want more and or be doing more or whatever and just like you you I mean you hear women say all the time yeah. that I, he got to be doing better than me I I can be I can do bad all by myself and whatever whatever right. and all that kind of stuff and you know he at least got to be doing what I'm doing right. or else I can't even look at a nigga you know right. I mean that's that's very common and men know that right. men know that so, well this
4: lady in this freaking question is damn near saying that that is what they're saying <laughs> right so at
1: the same so of course since men know that that's the way women feel he would have to be like a glutton for punishment yeah. to step to a woman who was uh, much more uh, uh, successful than, than he is it just doesn't make sense you know I mean nobody likes rejection right? you know so and if people are trying to get together or whatever it's because they're trying to get together they're not trying to be rejected nobody right. wants to be rejected so if he's is getting to know you or whatever and finds out that you got it going on more than he does, then yes, he's going to most, uh, a lot oftentimes he will not pursue you, but it's not because he's intimidated. It's just because of the way that we've been socialized. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that we got that out of the, uh, clear that up. What, Mm -hmm. what, what what, now, what was she saying again? Oh, is it, uh, what does she want to know?
4: So she said, are men afraid of a woman who's financially well off? And if so, why Which I think you just address? And then the second one is, is it wrong to require a man, to make just as much as me so that we are equally yoked.
1: Okay, before we answer the <laughs> is it is it wrong to require, I want to talk about this equally yoked stuff because right. I brought this up on Donald Thomas's timeline when I first saw the question posted mm-hmm. because that popped up over and over again. Right. And I find it extremely interesting, right. if not hypocritical, that being equally yoked, is only brought into the conversation when the woman is making more than the man, when the man makes more than the woman, it's never brought up. It's never brought into question. Oh, isn't that being unequally yoked? Isn't that, why is that okay? Why is that not a matter of being equally or unequally yoked except for when the woman is the one who makes the most money?
4: Well, that's some bullshit. Yeah. But first of all, I think it's also people take that shit way too literally. Like equally yoked doesn't mean you have the exact same qualifications and everything, I think that the concept, the biblical concept of equally, which I'm not a biblical scholar, so don't listen to what the fuck I'm saying, but uh, <laughs> As I continue to tell right. you. <laughs> from, from what I know, my little biblical <laughs> familiarity that I do have, the idea is that, you know, um, a, a Bible-based marriage or whatever have you, that the the partner's are both carrying the burden of the family in a you know, in a common way or in a well-matched way, but to put it on a specific qualification or one particular thing, whether it be money or education, or I don't know. I think that's taking it too literally.
1: Um, I don't, I don't. And I, and most Bible scholars, I think would disagree with you. I think um, it's it's like this lady and other women who decide that if they're making more than their man, they're unequally yoked. That's not what it's talking about, but it does mean it's basically talking about being compatible. That's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, right. Yeah, it's I'm saying th- I feel
4: like they're saying they're reducing compatibility to a particular um, like material qualification.
1: Right. So. Um, yeah, so as far as it, you being un- unequally yoked or whatever cuz dude made uh a dollar less than you or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever your your threshold is, whatever um you know, it, it it actually could be an issue if you know, if you make six figures and he makes 10,000. That could that would be unequally yoked. That could be a problem. I could see understand how that would be a problem. But yeah, it it would have to be pretty extreme. But again, It's if it was uh, the other way around, nobody would have a problem with that, you know, so.
4: Yeah. But is it wrong to require a man to meet? You can't require anybody to do anything. No, but what
1: she means is, is it wrong to
4: for her to set that as her her, her standard. standard. So is it wrong? No, it's not wrong per se, but it is going to limit your choices. If you want it depends on what you want. If you if it's more important for you to have somebody who is financially on your same level so that you guys can have a certain lifestyle, then that's your decision making criteria. If it's more important if you actually are looking for love and compatibility and companionship, then you know maybe you Give the financial consideration a different um, weight. But I think that you have to be upfront with yourself and with the man. And, you know, it's how you approach it, too. That's going to partially determine. I've never had this problem. Like, I've had, um, not that I'm I'm not a ball, I'm not balling, but I've dated men that made considerably less and considerably more.
1: Right. Well, see, that. The, the thing is, uh, the key thing is in the attitude of both people.
4: Right. That's not what I'm just, saying.
1: Yeah. So it depends on how you approach it. Um, yeah. I agree with Charlie Bell. It's not wrong, but it sounds like you would have a problem with it. So I would recommend that you, you know, stick to your standard and only date guys who make more money than you because life would be easier for you and him If that's what you do, because I don't think you could handle making the most money in a relationship. I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the the lady who wrote the the question.
4: Unless you really genuinely, I mean,
1: no, ain't no, unless nothing. I can tell by the fucking tone of this letter, That she can handle it. Because she would be that one she would be that bitch that'd be like, You can't tell me shit. I'm the one making all the money and da 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 and you ain't nothing. You ain't you ain't no man and da-da-da. You only make you only make fifty thousand dollars a year. Da-da-da-da. That's that's you right. know
4: So yes, yeah, so he's right. If you're gonna be that kind of broad, then yes, just keep it pushing. But no, but if you really are saying like if you really want to broaden your horizons and, you know, have a little bit less superficial of an approach to um possibly finding a mate then i think you you have the opportunity to to open your horizons but you have to overcome your own um conditioning just as it's not just about what men are conditioned to as like dino said it's also men and women are both conditioned to this
1: right true that true that all right that it. That's it.
4: That is. That's it. All right. So, so. get your dick together and get your money together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So um, with that said, um, I want to say, I uh, probably should mention this at the top of the show too. Thank you guys so much for all your votes. Please, please continue to vote. Um, we still have a few more days. Voting does not close until the twentieth so um, of November right the twentieth of uh, November. so we got a few more days. Please continue to vote on every uh available computer you have <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all ask, your email addresses that 's right ha- have your people's vote and all that stuff and uh thank you guys for all the support um even if we don 't win. I just, from what I can tell, people have been very supportive and a lot of people have voted for us, and uh, we really appreciate it. And, and <clears throat> we, th- we thank you guys for riding with us all this time. Uh, please continue to uh, share the show. And um, for Damon the Weasel Stanford and for Charlie Bell, I'm Dino Red. Holla at your boy. This has been The Shiznit. You're
2: listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.